Good morning and welcome. You are listening to The Breakfast Show on on the Faith FM network, wherever you are, right around Australia. You're either on 87.6, 87.8, or 88. As you can tell, I am fresh back in this year. Apparently, one day off has led me to the place where I've, you know, just fumbling the intro. But hey, look, we're here this morning, joined by myself, Lawson, and sitting across from me on the desk uh, is my good friend, Matthew. We've also got producer Shell in the studio this morning. We're just, we're just holding it down here, living our best lives and getting it done. Matthew, how are you this morning, bro? Bro, bro, you got me in hysterics. I was prepared to tell you exactly how I feel, but after what I just saw then, you heard of how in, in Egypt uh, when, the, uh, <laughs> the, when the when the coffin or sarcophagus or Tutankhamun was found, sure, and after, you know, all these curses started happening. Whoa, yeah. really? Yeah, yeah. So if any stumbling you're getting... It's the curse of Matthew from oh. yesterday, all right? Oh, nah, surely, surely <laughs> not. Surely you, you guys did a fantastic oh, job. I'm, so I'm feeling good. I'm not in the driver's seat today. You are. And I'm just taking the back seat. Roy, responsibility is on me. Nah, we're, we're living our best lives here. Obviously, I was away yesterday down in Canberra. Uh, I had a medical appointment down there, and they diagnosed me with cool guy syndrome, uh, which is, I mean, not really. But, hey, uh, they, no, it was a good time. It was actually really cool. Uh, so I did have an appointment down there. And leading up to my to my appointment, um, I was traveling around camera, like I was just making my way around the city. Just you know, we uh, we gotten there early and just checking it out. And we'll we'll check out like all the embassies down there. Mm. And it's like really interesting. All the embassies are in this one area, you know, off the side of Lake Burley Griffin there. And you've got like the Philippines and China and India and, it's the and UN es- of embassies. Estonia and Finland. And I'm like, man, everyone's got a building here and they're really nice. I'm like, do they put these buildings everywhere? But yeah, no, really, really interesting times, you know, going checking that out and then made my way home, you know, yesterday afternoon and had a Christmas party yesterday evening for radio for our office building. Really good. Coming up in today's show, we're going to be talking about some high profile conversions, Ooh. seeing what's happening in that space. We're also going to be a te- talking about a teacher who hit a club from parents and is now being punished by their school district. We're going to be talking about a dog and we're also going to be having an amazing Bible study. You're listening to The Breakfast Joe Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Joined by myself, Lawson. We've got Matthew in the studio this morning, getting it done. And you are going to bring us, Matthew, our first question for the quiz today. I am, I am. But before I do, if you don't mind, Lawson, I thought I'd share also when you're asking me how am I feeling today. Yeah. Oh, I'm just a bundle of emotions that are positive, joyful, overflowing. Wow. Um, okay, that's fantastic. It, it, because my sister, as you know. Yeah. Um, so she surprised me. Here. Yeah. Oh, my wife, Diane, I'm going to give a shout out to you. You kept it from me for, from Tuesday to Sunday. <laughs> she was in New South Wales and I never knew, but I love you, darling. It's the best Christmas <laughs> present ever. So, uh, oh, yeah, amazing. she stayed with me for two days, Sunday yeah. to Tuesday. So that was your family from New Zealand? From New Zealand. Wow. She came with her daughter. I got to see my niece. I mean, yeah. watching my niece, um, Kalani, who's 18, play with my 14-year-old son, Samuel Chess, it was fantastic. Yeah, and wow. Did that, did that last night with the um, Elf team? Yeah, oh, yeah. We had an awesome Christmas party last night with not only here at Faith FM, but uh, yeah, a lot of our colleagues and whatnot working in the offices, and, and it was really, really fantastic. And, you know, free food, spending time together, having fun, having laughs, all of those things. Absolutely. See, we're, it's it's showing us like we're, we're 
quickly wrapping up the year. Yeah, like fast. we are getting yes. close to the you know D Day of holidays <laughs> and Christmas and New Year's and whatnot. And I've I got plans over that time. I'm sure you have plans as well. Yeah. But yeah, we're, we're we're quickly approaching after a long long haul. What a slog. We are, we are, my friend. And then now I shall get to that question. <laughs> yeah, give it to us, Matthew. What's happening? So, friends, fill in the blank. I am the good blank and know my sheep and am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. That's in John chapter 10, verses 14 to 15. Once again, I am the good blank and know my sheep and am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father and lay down my life for the sheep. John mm. chapter 10. This is 14 to 15. Absolutely. If you know the answer to that one, that's 0491-064-669 that you can text. Again, 0491-064-669, and you will go into the draw to win our amazing prizes for this week. We have two daily devotional books, a morning devotional and an evening devotional, which we are going to give to you absolutely for free. So that particularly by the time you get them, you know, going into the new year, you should be able to have these books to to just get into and open up and spend time in as you know the new year comes around and, and you'll be able to yeah just increase in your knowledge of the bible and beautiful messages start your day off and end it off right as well so 0491064669 again that's 0491064669 that is the number two text this morning if you know the answer to that one i am the good blank and know my sheep You're listening to the breakfast show hey we want to give a shout out from the breakfast show this morning from Faith FM to the beautiful town of Jindabyne, New South Wales, listening on 87.6. Obviously, the home or the hub of snow activities here in Australia, whether it's, I, I love snowboarding. I love snowboarding so much, whether it's snowboarding or skiing or tobogganing or, or getting around on snowmobiles or just, or also in Jindabyne, mountain biking is quite popular as well as, you know, the snow eventually dries out and then people get down there and you know, ride their bikes over the summer. So, hey, if you're from the Jindabyne area, Give us a text, 0491-064-669. Or if you've been to Jindabyne, tell us about your favorite thing to do there. Are you a snowboarder? Are you a skier? Are you a hiker? Are you a mountain biker? Let us know what it's like spending time in Jindabyne and what your favorite thing is to do there. Again, our number, 0491-064-669. All right, Matthew, what is happening in the world of positively different news? Yes, absolutely. So we're positively uh, news today. It's about a dog. That comes from Austin in Texas. Oh, okay, yep. Austin, Texas. You know, one of the one of the major cities in that area. What's happening with, with this dog over there? Absolutely. So, as you know, we have an RSPCA here in Australia. That's what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I was trying to look for statistics earlier about how many dogs we have per year in those pounds. Mm. So apparently, it just gave a, a generalization: thousands, thousands, thousands of, of animals. Yeah, absolutely. And this case is there's a man in Austin. His name is Joe Rotunda. And he's actually fallen um, heads over heels over a dog that would not you know, take a liking to him until he was able to earn her trust, which is usually the case because a lot of these dogs, as you know, they come from tragic, you know, tragic backgrounds and circumstances, usually of abuse, um, usually you know, found on the street, abandoned. Mm. And so he's gone to this place. It's called APA, which is Austin Pets Alive. Mm. Now, this, was, uh, this dog has been in this pound since 
2020, so we can work out its age. It's three years old. In fact, three years on five months. Now, this dog was so kind of neglected that it was flea-ridden, malnourished, and was also in need of of a helping paw. Mm. So... She had, this, she had this hard time also standing and walking, that she had this wobbling kind of uh, impact on her gait. And, yeah, so after 24 months of shelter and stays and following years after that, she actually started to withdraw and become, you know, just not sociable. And you'd think that that kind of dog, when people come along to the pounds, you know, would be not attractive to take as a, as a considerable pet. Mm. But Joe saw this dog and it reminded of him... Uh, of a dog that used to have that passed away. Mm. So he wanted to take that dog straight away, but it doesn't go to anyone. So he figured, maybe I'll just come back day after day for, you know, as long as it takes. After a month plus, he was able mm-hmm. to win the heart of that dog. It's at home with him. Mm. And it's just a, he's, just, he's as happy as Larry today. Yeah, oh, man, absolutely. And these stories are always so amazing because the reality of a dog in rescue is that without it being supported, eventually, or adopted or whatever it may be eventually they're knocking on death's door but it's yeah. fantastic to hear that in this case yeah there was someone to, to rescue this dog and it's living his best life and isn't it like in our case we, we're hoping that someone will have compassion on us when we oh, have any absolutely. sort of violence. well he did this right he had outfitted his house with various you know ramps and padded corners to ensure that she was safe because of a wobbling issue and he has this quote he says here now, Alva gave me a gift every time I saw her, and that was inspiration. Mm. It's a spirit that is so infectious, she shines, and nothing gets in her way. That's what she says about the dog. Now, mm. I related it to this verse, you know, because yeah, the dog's been adopted and loved, and mm. God adopts us too. In Romans eight fifteen, in fact, it says, So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his mm-hmm. own children, and now we call him Abba Father. Mm. Ah, oh, amazing. Yeah, so this, oh man, this dog is truly receiving the, uh, the, the benefits that actually we receive as becoming adopted by God himself. And I think this is a beautiful illustration that points to that very fact that, hey, despite us not being good enough, despite us being in a very harsh or difficult state, you know, life on the line, God takes us in anyway. Absolutely. And it's so good. I mean, so good that I've got a second story. Oh, yeah. Give it to us. Okay. So this talks about a teen who sends silly socks to seniors (laughs) uh, during this time of Christmas. It's a Christmas gift to the community. Wow. uh, In fact, the reason why she's doing this is because she notices that a lot of kids get gifts, but the elderly get neglected. That is such a true point. Yeah, absolutely. So Ellie Gainel of Stockton, California, she's been making collared socks with these silly designs on them for years. And she's been sending them to seniors in nursing homes and care homes to brighten up their day. Now, how did it all start? Well, mm. it started from this closer than close friendship she's had with her grandmother, mm. which you know, she instilled the value of spending time with the elders. And that's what the infectious kind of uh, take uh, tends to happen when you're spending time with a loved one. So she started this project called Socks for Seniors. How cool does that sound, Helen? Socks for Seniors? Oh, that sounds amazing. And it started all the way back when she was in the seventh grade. And she's actually uh, spruced up about 92 core homes in 48 states. That's how far, and that's how far her reach is with sending these socks to uh, to the elderly. With with this kind of ministry, she set up this Socks for Seniors. And also, she's doing this around this period of, of Christmas, and she's doubling down on this hobby so much, she's sending them in boxes, Wow. Make them all neat to all these things in all 50 states mm. you know, during this time of year. 
She's got this quote. She says, I know they have toys for tots and things for kids, you know, and you always seem to forget about seniors. Yeah, she told, absolutely. Um, you know, this Good News uh, Network. Maybe they don't have a family or maybe they live super far away and they're only getting a postcard. Mm. So that, that made me think about uh, the verse in First Timothy chapter 5, verse 1 to 3, and it says, Never speak harshly to an older man, but appeal to him respectfully as you would to your own father. Talk mm. to the younger men as you would your, your own brothers and treat older women as mothers and also treat the younger women as sisters and take care of any widow who has no one else to care for. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, this is a fantastic initiative. And it, again, speaks to our biblical call to support those who are in need and invulnerable. And I mean, it's, I, I guess we can be, yeah, incredibly compassionate and looking forward to, oh, yeah, support the kids, but also support those who are elderly as well and without support. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Enjoyed by myself, Lawson. So we got Matthew just absolutely getting it done in the studio this morning, living his best life. Bro, I'm cool as a Shaolin monk. Wow, you, you're just calm. Absolutely. You, you've received a peace that surpasses all understanding. You know where it comes from? What? Sitting in that hot seat yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, there's there's not much more that I have to do. You know, push some buttons and intro some sections and whatnot. I think it's, but you know, it's it's good to get some some perspective. Hey, you're listening to the breakfast show this morning, and Matthew, you are going to give us our next quiz clue. Indeed, I am. So our next question is, friends, who cut? This is very hard, friends. Very theologically hard. In fact, it's intense. Oh, really? Who cut St- Samson's hair? That is the opposite of what you just said. But yes. hey, I feel like there there is a there is a, there is an answer there. Who cut Samson's hair? If you know that answer, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. I meant the theologically dense part. I'm like, doesn't the Bible just say so? That's right. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to call or text. I should say, text us with the correct answer. And if you've got the answer correct, you'll go into the door to win our amazing prizes for this week. We have two awesome prizes. we got one, which is a morning devotional, one, which is an evening devotional. I can already see correct answers flowing in. Guys, you want to get answers in so you can win these prizes again. 0491-064-669. Again, that's 0491-064-669. I could help myself. I, mean, I, had, I had to give some sort of difficulty or degree sure, or challenge. Sure, sure. Like, absolutely. Seriously? Who cut Samson's hair? <laughs> no, the answer is 0491 Joe's Barbers did. That's what did. Hey, stop giving away the Answers, man. Oh, man, <laughs> You're listening to the breakfast show this morning, and this morning I'm excited because I get to talk about music, uh, and I get to talk about well, a, a part of my my music life or my music listening that I don't really get to talk about that much, which is that I would say we just had the Spotify wrapped and Apple Music wrapped and YouTube wrapped. You know, all of the all of the streaming music services they come out at the end of the year and they show you, oh, what have you listened to this year? What's like the profile of music that you've listened to? And a good sixty plus percent of the music that I listened to is non English, and that's what my wrapped taught me it's very international and that started when i was 15 i moved to europe i moved to spain and from that point i started listening to to latin music living in spain and then started listening to french music and started listening to you know, more recently listening to a mixture of that and then asian music as well and yeah, that was with the uh, in the rap genre is that what you're oh saying? well no well any genre any genre it's okay. um it's you know like when i was younger and not 
Christian. It was more secular music. Now, like my fourth most listened to song this year is a Spanish rendition of the song I Know My That My Redeemer Lives, which oh, is a beautiful song. hymn. Yeah. yeah, the Spanish rendition of it that is absolutely beautiful. Like I, I, I love this type of music. I love international music. And I love, you know, it, it's in a different language. You might be listening this morning and say, hey, but you, you can't understand it. Well, I, I speak enough Spanish to understand what they're saying. And uh, I speak enough Spanish to understand what they're saying and what, what, they're, what they're going on about. I also... So, hermano, ¿lo saben entiendo español? Sí, sí, yo sé poco español, señor. Yeah, it's funny. It's a good time. But I this story came across my desk this morning, and I was absolutely kind of shocked by it. And it's a story of the conversion of a guy named... Daddy Yankee, which is, that's his, uh, stage name, his performer name, his real I, name. I was is, hoping it was a stage name. Yeah, his name, his real crazy. name is Ramon Ayala. But Daddy Yankee is one of the most popular performers in Spanish hip hop, or what they call reggaeton. Now, reggaeton as a musical genre, you'll listen to it and it's like, Really, like, its sound is, yeah, it's, yeah, it's got this beat, and, uh, it's, it's, it is prolific. It is by far one of the most popular genres in Spanish music, along with Corridos music or, or, or mariachi or anything like that, like, particularly amongst Latin people, and, and, yeah, this, this music is prolific, and there is no bigger name in the Latin hip hop space than Daddy Yankee. Like, he is huge, and he's been huge for years there's other big performers and whatnot but he is among the best and like or among the most popular and what shows that is that he was one of the artists on Despacito which was has been one of the most famous songs to come out in the last 20 years it's like 8 billion views on YouTube or something like that so this guy Daddy Yankee he's a famous performer and reggaeton music is it's 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 rap essentially it's pretty sexualized it's It's pretty yeah just like sexualized and you know, about gangs or drugs or whatever it may be. Yes. Uh, this guy, Daddy Yankee, you know, there's sort of, sort of love songs and stuff like that. But it's it's music, like reggaeton music in particular. It's not, I, I don't consume a lot of it these days because most of it is about topics that I'm not particularly interested in listening to or thinking about or whatever it may or be. What we endorse. That's right. And Daddy Yankee being like one of the most prolific figures in this space is like, he, all of his music is about this, you know. It's all about parties and drugs and and whatnot. And and I'm like, oh, you know. So that that's what he's he's known about. In a recent concert, he gets up the front and he's like, basically says, "This will be one of my last concerts. I'm stopping perform, like I'm I'm ceasing from performing." You know, he's had a long career. He's like, my heart has been recently touched. By my Savior Jesus Christ, and I want to give my life, my affection, my platform, my you know my my social networks, and even my microphone. I want to give everything to Jesus. I've been convicted about this, and he starts quoting Bible verses. He starts quoting you know quoting John, uh, like referencing John fourteen and and verse six. He says to all the people who followed me, follow Jesus Christ, who is the way, the truth, and life. Mm. Just like Jesus 
Jesus, with his mercy, um, he allowed me to travel the world. In your mercy, Father, I hope you to allow me to evangelize to the world from Puerto Rico. He continues on referencing, quoting Mark 8.36. He says, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world yet to forfeit his soul? And then quotes Matthew 10.32 by, you know, acknowledging Jesus Christ. He says, I need to acknowledge Jesus Christ before men so that the Father in heaven will acknowledge me. He's like, I've been convicted about this for a while. I've been putting off these convictions because of the nature of my career and Mm. the nature of my music. I've been conflicted about this, but now I've decided to go all in for Jesus and to use everything that I have for his benefit. And I read this and I was shocked. Like I, I, I couldn't believe it almost, you know, Latin America is very Christianized, you know, very Catholic, but in, more in a in, in a cultural sense. There are obviously sincere and amazing Christians there, but you know everyone's Catholic. Everyone there believes in God, believes in Jesus. But in terms of giving their hearts and lives to Jesus, it's more like, oh, look, you know, Jesus is there and and He protects us and looks over us. But in terms of living my life that way, that's not something I need to do. And and there are people who just live out a life like that. But that Yankee, he's like, no, I want to sincerely convert and set my convictions toward Christ Jesus. Wow. And wow. again, like it's, it's hard to explain. Like this is, you know, if we look at the most popular performers in, in pop music today, whether it's a, a Taylor Swift or look at, you know, the previous generations, whether it's a, you know, a Michael Jackson or a Prince or a Queen or whatever it may be. Like this is like these guys getting up and saying, I'm going to quit the music industry to just 100, like, like the most perf- popular performer that there is in Latin music. That is who this guy is. And again, made a career off of, you know, sexualized and drug field and party, you know, party music. He's like, no, nah, I'm done with all of it. I'm putting all of it away. I'm giving my life sincerely and wholly to Jesus Christ. And I read these stories and I, 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 I get excited. I, I really get hyped and I, I get stoked. I, I think for myself as well. And we all have a testimony uh, you know, for myself coming from a non-Christian background and, and coming from a background where in, in my own life, it seems as though success in the secular world is something to attain, something to chase after. And if you get it, then life is good and life is sorted. But then you realize that really only Christ Jesus can give you everything you possibly need. And even for Daddy Yankee, he's 46 years old now. He's made his money from the music industry. He's like, nah, it's still not enough. I need to give everything for, to him. I need to give my money to him. I need to give my time to him, everything. And it's, it's a beautiful, amazing testimony. And it, well, it's actually marking the retirement from his career in reggaeton music in the beginning of his life as a worshiper and a follower of Christ. Absolutely. You know, I can so totally relate to this. I didn't see that coming when you shared that he gave his life to Christ with mm. this kind of background in music. Yeah. I shouldn't have been surprised because your brother in front of you, um, Matthew, I've actually had a history with music. Mm. Um, we actually had this group from New Zealand named Culture. Her mm. name's Avira. Uh, shout out to Avira. And she uh, hired us as an as a R&B group that later on, um, there was a group in America. Do you remember a group named Casey and Jojo by any chance? No, no, not at all. Well, they were looking for artists to be like a, you know how you have some artists that need another backup artist? Yeah. Well, they put out a, a competition with Australian groups and R&B groups and they were saying, if anyone's got an original song, they would use that. They used a song I wrote for this group I used to be part of and, mm. and, and they won. Yeah, wow. Um, 
And I was thinking, do I go with them? Do I don't? And the Lord was calling me, I don't want you to go that way because of wow. all the things you listed, which wow. is the after parties and money and things like that. Yeah. And I, I didn't want to be like an Elvis syndrome. Yeah. You know, yeah. How he went south with drugs and things. Mm. So that's powerful that you shared that. Yeah. Uh, wow, I Matthew, that, I, I didn't know that aspect of your yeah. story. Man, you got secrets, bro, that you're keeping from us. But that, <laughs> that's, that's powerful, man. And it's amazing to see, again, people in the, in the way of success, in the limelight, and it's, oh, they could go and, and, and get everything and be happy on this earth, but they realize their convictions touch them in a powerful way, and Jesus touched them in a powerful way, and they're like, no, 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 I need to give my life to Christ. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. And right now we are going to get our next question for the quiz. If you can get that for us, Matthew. Okay, friends, what is the last word? Once again, this is a theologically deep question. Ooh. What is the last word in the Bible? <laughs> if you know the answer to that one, 0491-064-669. Yeah, look, very dense. It's, it's right there. You know, when we usually say the word theologically dense, it's, you know, something under the covers a little bit. But I think we may have been misusing the term a little bit because it really is. It's not a trick question at all. What is the last word in the Bible? 0491-064-669 is the number to text if you know the answer to that one. Well, so I'm not going to ask a question. Shell, are you trying to make it an easy day today? Just curious. No, it's just it's just how the cookie crumbles. Oh, okay. we're, 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 we're just giving, we're giving our listeners layups so they can get in for the quiz this week. And we've already got amazing answers coming through. So get on you guys. Again, that number is 0491-064-669. On the phone, we have none other than one of our resident experts in the area of science and chemistry and whatnot. We've got John Ashton. John, are you there with us? G'day, Dr. John. Uh, yes, good morning, Watson. Oh, Dr. John Ashton. We are absolutely stoked to have you on the breakfast show this morning, as we do semi regularly. And I got to ask you, what are we talking about today? Well, um, uh, one of the topics that I found quite interesting is some of the latest research mm. that's come out about the human face. Okay. And uh, the reason for this is, of course, that um, now with artificial intelligence mm. and uh, the design of robots, engineers are facing incredible problems with uh, the human face. And and so uh, what we're finding out is that, of course, uh, you know, uh, the evolutionary theory claims that the human face is a result of evolution, not Mm. creation, but they're realising now there's some huge challenges. For example, the incredible expressivity of the human face mm-hmm. is way beyond what is necessary for the survival of our species. Yes, of course. And this is something that scientists and researchers coming from the evolutionary space have run into a fair bit is like the, the when it comes to, as you said, expressivity, when we look at, you know, the color and beauty in nature and whatnot, it's like, why is there so much overkill in this space of creativity? when all that would be needed for survivability in an evolutionary sense is, is far less. Where does this creativity come from and where does this, you know, where do the, where do the colors and whatnot? And, and ultimately it kind of gives us insight like, oh, there is a designer here. There is a creator who is making things in a really spectacular way. Yeah. So for and a, a classic example of this is that Researchers have now identified 21 distinct facial expressions, not just the six 
long recognised basic emotions of mm. happy, sad, fearful, angry, surprised and disgusted, but 50, 15 other combinations of these, such as happily surprised, angrily mm. surprised. And it's interesting that these different facial expressions are produced by a unique combination of muscles that are very different from that of all the other expressions. So Mm -hmm. the human face has about 50 muscles in all, and about half of these are used for, you know, everyday functions, eating, speaking, closing your eyes. But the rest are dedicated to making facial expressions. And about half of, uh, or about the majority of these, actually, 20 out of the 25 or so of these muscles are actually unique to humans. They're not found in gorillas or the other apes. And yet, of course, we have the claim that, um, you know, we evolved from uh, some ape-like creature. And so the evidence is how did all these specialised muscles um, originate by evolution because what was the survival advantage? But again, as you mentioned earlier, this is incredible evidence of over-design for a a special purpose. And, Mm. you know, it's in keeping with us being specially designed in God's image to Mm. be relationally emotional, creative and and spiritual beings Mm. rather than just survival machines. As actually Richard Dawkins once described, robot vehicles blindly programmed to preserve the selfish uh, genes. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, as I said, this over-designs preserving, uh, you know, is actually a major bane for engineers attempting to realistically emulate our facial expressions in their sort of android robots. Mm. Um, and so when you look at most robot faces uh, are composed of a flexible elastic skin with internal de- uh, uh, mechanisms to deform the skin. So they have little motors strategically yeah. positioned to pull wires attached to the inside of the face. Wow. And the main this is this is some uncanny valley stuff for me. I, I always get a little bit of a shiver when I think about like robots in, in impersonating humans, and now that they're getting quite advanced and being able to do so, I'm like, ooh, yikes. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, it's interesting that you say that because um, the uh, the, this is something that's been scientifically observed, that a number of people are uneasy in seeing these. And one of the answers that they give is that because they're reminded of a corpse. Mm. Um, So they they get an uneasy, creepy sensation. um, Because, uh, And one of the fascinating things is that the, the... there's the difficulty of putting enough motors and everything inside the space in the mm. head to actually control these. Um, yeah. Um, a matter of fact, one robot, which was dubbed FaceBot, had 32 separate motors to control the muscles in its head mm. and upper torso. And, um, and also, even with all those, it was very difficult for engineers to program uh, the basic emotions even. Wow. Um, and so uh, what they did was viewers were able to recognise when the robot displayed happiness, anger and sadness, but they weren't able to identify robot, robotic fear or mm. disgust or surprise. Wow. And so uh, and it's I- interesting that um, also there was a, a transition between the expression and um, and the stimulation that was 
termed the uncanny valley. Mm. Um, so, uh, you know, we've got this, this powerful evidence and particularly, you know, engineers now are facing up to the reality that our faces, uh, and indeed, you know, if we could extend this, our whole body, uh, was definitely designed mm. by somebody that wasn't limited by mechanisms and materials or the space in our head, you know. Mm. Um, and one of the other fascinating things about our face is blushing. Yeah, of course. Like the the rush of blood to the face when, I don't know, maybe embarrassed or, or you know, you've got a crush or something like that. They're, they're finding difficulty with this as well, right? Well, they're finding diff- – well, of course, yeah, to stimulate this in a robot is mm. very difficult as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and But the another fascinating thing is that humans are the only animal that blushes. Oh, okay. So and this has been a major – and this was a major challenge. Darwin noted this too, mm-hmm. um, and it's long been an evolutionary enigma. And it, it's uh, – in fact, it borrowed, bo- bothered Darwin for most of his working life wow. um, because it was yet another trait that powerfully differentiated us from apes. You know, we're all told all the time that, you know, we evolved from some ape-like creature and all this sort of thing. Uh, but this is just another trait that's very unique to us. Mm-hmm. There's no evidence exists that any a- animal blushes. And um, so this is, uh, again, quite, um, you know, quite, quite fascinating mm-hmm. um, to try and explain this in terms of the um, emotions because what evolutionary advantage does blushing confer on a person that blushes, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, but it's also blushing is a very honest uh, thing. It's something we can't control. Yeah. And so it actually reveals our our true um, emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's quite um, an in- interesting thing and it's interesting that uh, little infants don't blush, but children do. Mm. And uh, mentally retarded people rarely blush, but blind people do. Mm. So it's, um, yeah, it's quite uh, quite fascinating. And so when we look at the face, there's a whole lot of challenges to explain from an evolutionary viewpoint. And these are very much coming out now as, as again, we're trying to design uh, robots and use artificial intelligence and and all this sort of thing. And and to me, um, this just powerfully points us to the the amazing evidence that we have staring us in the face, so to speak, (laughs) that we were created, you know? Yeah, John, can I ask a question? Maybe this is a bit of a challenge, but in regards to evolutionary evolution and the logic that we're using here, uh, we, we say, hey, why do all of these traits exist in the human body that obviously don't give an, ele- uh, an evolutionary advantage? Yeah, and that I believe wholeheartedly that points to the design of a creator. Maybe someone could rebut and say, oh, just because there is an extra trait doesn't necessarily mean that someone created it, but it could have just gotten through. What is, what is that, what is the answer or what, what is the answer that we could give to that kind of challenge that, oh, the existence of an extra trait doesn't necessarily mean that we're designed by a creator? 
Yeah, well, that's that's true, I guess, uh, you could say. But when you just consider these additional uh, 21 um, Mm. muscles that are required, Mm. all those muscles require specific genetic codes. They Mm. require specific, they involve, those muscles involve nerves, ending, uh, you know, tendons, blood supply, whole lot of other factors that Mm. are built in there and amazing cellular complexity associated with those particular muscles that all has to be programmed into a genetic code. And what we're saying is that random blind mutations produced these additional muscles Mm. and nerve systems and so forth um, that, again, connected to our brain. So we respond this way to visual stimuli or, uh, you know, uh, audio stimuli and this sort of thing Mm. that create the expressions of uh, happily surprised, all these sort of things. Uh, Mm. We have, And these are all... Uh, coordinated perfectly. And so the probability of that arising by chance just blows out. It's absolutely impossible. Um, And so, you know, that's the clear answer. We can look, you know, when when we look at the very surface of this thing, you know, we can see it's very obvious. When we dig down into the biochemistry, the evidence becomes just overwhelmingly uh, scientifically demonstrated that it's absolutely impossible wow. that the systems could arise by chance. But we don't often talk about that aspect because we don't delve into the deep biochemistry yeah, response. Wow. Oh, this is uh, that's incredible. I love what you shared, John, because it's it's really it's really con- a concise answer and a, a very clear thing to think about. That hey, in reality, these things arising by chance is just it's it's so highly improbable that it's essentially impossible, especially when there's no need for them. And if we're saying, hey, these these different traits arise out of need and need these improbable, almost impossible, you know. Chem- chemical and chemistry changes to take place. It's, it's the, the big question is why? And it just comes back to it is easier. It's actually easier and more logical to believe in a God who created us as such than to factor in any of the impossible probabilities of this actually happening. And I feel like that is fantastic evidence that, that God is real. Hey, we've got about a minute left. Is there anything that you want to leave with us, John? No, that's, I think one of the things is that we are designed for relationships. And so we look at God being a loving God. Mm. And this is one of God created us to be mm. so the benefit that you can bring to people by giving them a smile. Mm, yeah, well. Wow. You know? Uh, we we are designed for these relationships. Mm. We're struggling a little bit with the connection there, John, but I think I'm picking up with the, what you're saying is that we see this purpose of these, you know, these, oh, as we've had, we've had John fall away, but essentially what he was getting at, if I can pick it up correctly, is that the purpose of these, these extra muscles and these facial expressions and all these different things that we're given are actually routed in sharing relationship and emotional connection with each other, which is, Again, not according to the advancement of evolutionary survival, but rather, rather, um, what God has given us the ability to connect with one another r- relationally and ultimately have a connection with Him and to realize such things as, wow, you know, Christ has died for us. He's given His life for us. We can respond. He's given us so much love that we can also respond with love as well. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1 800 Faith FM.